Even though a person is allowed to carry a nantif, even if it's not for the for the necessity, in other words, for the necessity of food preparation, nevertheless, a person should not carry large loads the way he does during the weekday. So he has to kind of change his from his normal normal routine because it's not honorable for yantif to behave in this very mundane weekday fashion. Uvdin dechol, as it's called. If it's impossible to change, then uh, if there's no choice, it's okay. But Keta, for example, someone carries jugs of wine from place to place. Don't carry them in a basket or in a container. If you can carry them on his shoulder or carry them in front of him. If someone carries hay, he shouldn't carry, he shouldn't uh, sling or hang the, 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 the basket or the, the bale of hay. Behind him, he can carry it normally in his hand at his side. Anything normally carried with a pole, he should carry it rather, uh, he should carry it on his on his back or behind, excuse me, he should carry it on his back behind him. Uh, so he should carry it on his back. That which is normally carried behind him, is carried on the shoulder. That which is normally carried on the shoulder, is carried in his hands in front of him. Or, or spread a cloth over it uh, so it's not as visible. These are all of the different ways of carrying that should be done if, if, um, if possible. If it's impossible to change, to deviate, he carries as normal. When this is applied, he can carry it. Uh, on Yontif. If he's using an animal to carry it, there's no way to bring it. You should never carry it like that. Even if you do it differently, he should not do it the way he's, he, he's, he should not act according to his weekday practices. Uh, carrying on an animal is always considered to be uh, a weekday practice. A person should not direct an animal with a stick. A blind person should not go out with his the stick he uses to, to poke around to see if she's always going. A shepherd should not carry his pack. A person should not uh, be carried out on a chair. Man or woman. This is all, all weekday activity. Carrying a person on his chair, like a like a royalty person, a person who the public needed him like a chacham to lecture. You can carry his chair out behind him, but he can be carried on his shoulder. Even in a um, like like a fancy chair meant to carry people, like a bed meant to carry people in. You should not carry the ladder of a dove farm. From one dove farm to the other dove farm in public, in, in public, people are going to think that he's carrying it to fix his roof. And that's Mara Sayyid. In the private domain, you can do that. Even though, wherever the Chum said you cannot do something, because if someone sees you, they're going to get the wrong impression. They, they forbade to do it even in the uh, uh, innermost room with no windows. So no one can see you anyway. Still, it's Asr. So there's no difference. So why over here do we say you may carry the ladder of Yachid? Here, because you're carrying the ladder from one dove farm to the other one to get a dove to shech to eat, for, eat, eat ha, meat, for, meat for Yantif. So the purpose of Simchas Yantif, they were matter to do it if no one's actually watching.
someone who had produce on his roof, he must move them to a different roof. For example, it might rain, and his roof is open to the sky, a different roof has a cover. He should not pass them from one roof to the to, to the um, other. Even if the roofs are equal height, so it's not it's not difficult work. He should not lower them uh, through uh, using using a rope through a window through an opening in the ceiling. Nor should he let them uh, bring them down by a ladder. Because again, he should not do it according to his normal weekday activity. However. He can throw them down. I feel that even through the special opening made for this purpose. from one place to another, um, on the same roof. A person shechs an animal in the field. He should not carry it. Uh, to the city on a pole, or on a, also another word for pole, a is a large pole, mate is a small pole, or vice versa. You should carry it one limb, at, you know, one limb at a time, several limbs at a time, but not the whole animal at once on a pole, and the way you have to carry it on a pole, just carry as much as you can carry in your hands. You know, even though this might mean you have to make several trips, you should uh, deviate from your weekday practice. Anything you can benefit from during the weekday, you can benefit, even though you cannot benefit from Yontif, going to for example, to fill which you don't wear on Yontif. You can send them to your friend Yontif, it's not, it's not a problem to carry it. We have someone else carry it. Needless to say, you could send a gift of something which you could benefit from Yontif, oil, wine, or flour. Or wine, oil, and flour. However, anything which you not you cannot benefit from, uh, unless you do something which is also to do on Yontif. In other words, you can't benefit from, benefit from it on a weekday unless you do, unless you do a malacha. And here on Yontif, you're not going to be able to benefit from it because that malacha is forbidden. You can't send it on Yontif because there's no way to benefit from it without violating a prohibition. For example, in other words, you can't send it to him because it has no use on Yontif for him uh, because he can't benefit from it unless he does something which is for, forbidden per se. Tefillin you can't benefit from it just because they have no purpose for Yontif. But uh, uh, you can send them as a gift for whatever reason. But if it's something which requires you to to, 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 to benefit from it, in order to benefit from it, you must do an Isser. That's a problem. Okay, so for example, you can't send wheat on Yontif. Because you cannot benefit from wheat during a weekday unless you grind it down. Now, Yantif, you can't, you can't grind the Yantif because you can grind grain before Yantif and then use the grain on Yantif, the flour on Yantif to cook bread without compromising its taste. It's not less fresh. Therefore, you're not allowed to grind it on Yantif. You can send legumes because on Yantif you can cook them or roast them and eat them. You're allowed to send a, domesticated animal, a non-domesticated animal or a domesticated animal or a bird if they're alive. The same thing applies in all situations. Ches. Anything which you can send to someone else in Yontif, when you send it to your fellow uh, as, as a gift, you shouldn't send it with a delegation. That's considered a weekday activity. Uh, and the reason is because, possibly because it also makes it look like the whole the whole commotion makes it look, it looks like you want to sell it. But uh, what is a delegation? It's three people. If you send it with two people, then it's like you're sending it with two shulchim. But three people is a delegation. Kids, for example, 
when you send your friend animals or wine or onyantif, you send it with three people to Echad at one time, or even if it's four different gifts, but four people one after the other. All going in one line. That's forbidden. Because that's considered a weekly activity. If you send three different species into three different people at once, that's okay. So three people at once is fine. Excuse me. Three people, uh, one after the other is okay. Even if it's the same species. If it's three different types of species, you're sending him wine, oil, and grain with three different people all at once, it's also okay. If it's four people, then one after the other, it's a problem. And I think it's a problem, even if it's four different species. Now, so thus far, we spoke in the parak about things that you uh, cannot do on because of weekday activity. Now we're going to spend the rest of the parak talking about Erev Tchumen. Now, one of the mitzvahs in the Ramam began the Hilchah Shabbos with is the love of going outside the Tchum. Hilchah Yamtif is no such love. There's 12 mitzvahs not to do work and to rest on the six days of Yantif. Two days of Pesach, two days of Sukkot, one day of Hashan, one day of Shavuos. Apparently, according to Rambam, or Bechlal, according to everybody, actually, there is a prohibition of going outside the Tchum on Yantif as well. Uh, whether on Yantif, now, according to Rambam, the concept of Tchum on, on Shabbos is obviously Manterah, because it's one of the mitzvahs, but it's 12 mil, which is very far. The Chachamim restricted it to 2,000 Yamas. Yamtif is 2,000 Amas as well. The question is, is it 12 mil Because it's not one of the mitzvahs of Yamtif. So it's not clear exactly, at least, at least I don't know. But in any event, so we have the concept of Tchum, and we have the concept of Erev Tchum, which you're familiar with, Mechaz Erevin, the, the idea of making Erev Tchum to extend the Tchum, uh, an extra 2,000 Amas. And we'll see how that applies to Yamtif. Halacha test. I'm already of Erev Tchum in Yamtif. Someone makes an Erev Tchum for Yamtif. Him, his animal, his animals, and his vet, and his utensils, and his fruits, all his belongings, basically, are like him. They can only be taken two thousand amas from his erev, or if he makes no erev, then from where he's living for Shabbos. Basically, they are, they, they, they are limited. His items are limited to to moving as he can move. The Shabbos is what's not discussed because you can't carry things outside the home anyways because you can't carry on Shabbos, so it's irrelevant. Chavte, although I guess in the Shabbos maybe it's relevant in terms of you borrow someone's hat and you wear it, could be that's that's an issue on Shabbos. I don't know. We'll see how, how this applies. Items which are ownerless, they are like the feet of the person who acquires them. So the person who makes it is kind of on then they belong. Now they belong to him. Then they are limited to his tchum. The items belonging to a guy, they are they rec- they acquire their Shabbos location, so to speak, in wherever they are. They being the object, I believe, not the not the, not the guy. They have two thousand amas from their location. Now, why does it apply to items of a guy? Because a uh, uh, if 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 we're worried that you're going to uh, mistreat the items belonging to a Jew in terms of taking them outside the tchum. If you do so with the items of a guy, and therefore they also have the same restrictions. Uh, so perhaps Taket applies to the location of the guy, as it would as it would to a yid, not not the item itself. In any event, produce which left their location on Yontif or on Shabbos, and then came back into out of the tchum, then came back into the tchum. Even if it's intentional, they didn't lose their right to move throughout the, the place. Like a person who was forced to go outside the Tchum. And then he was forced to go back in the Tchum. So when he's out to the Tchum, he only can move to the Al-Ambas. If he's forced back in the Tchum, now he reverts to his original status of going wherever he wants. 
to these items as well that were brought out against their will, because obviously objects have no choice, right? They can't choose where they go. And they're brought back in against their will, so to speak. Uh, the person did it on purpose, but the item was was done, uh, was was the item had no choice. Therefore, they returned to the original status of moving throughout the Tchum as before, as if they were never, never taken outside the Tchum in the first place. If someone gives his animal over to his son for Yom Tif, so who's the owner? The animal, the animal is uh, limited by the Tchum of the father because the son doesn't really own it. The son does not take responsibility for it. If it gets, you know, if it dies, the father presumably is not going to make the son pay for it. So it still belongs to the father. Muslim, he gives it over to a shepherd, then a filo doesn't be able to give it to Yom Tif. So when Yom Tif started, it was in the possession of the father or of the person. He gave it over to a shepherd. So then, at that point, the shepherd takes responsibility for it, so it's like he owns it, and therefore, because he has to pay for it if it, gets, if it dies, therefore, he, uh, it, it's, it's limited to the tchum of the shepherd. If he gives it to two shepherds, then excuse me, it's uh, limited only by the tchum of the father, of the owner of the sheep, not the shepherds watching it. Neither of them accept the responsibility because both of them are watching it, so therefore, um, the, the owner is the one whose tchum it's limited by. They shouldn't take the food from the feast. They take home a doggy bag because they couldn't finish it. So they take the food home. They can't take it anywhere where the original owner would not be able to take it. Because when the yantif began, it belonged to the owner. Because all meal, all the food, of the food of the meal is limited to the movement of the owner of the meal. Not the guests. Unless before yantif he gave the food over to them as a gift before yantif even started. Then when yantif began, it would belong to the guests. Then it goes, it follows the tchum of the guests. And the way that would be done, obviously, the guests are probably not in the house at the time. So the way you would do it is by you give it to somebody else. And you say here. Uh, acquire this uh, chicken uh, on behalf of my guest who's coming tomorrow, and so then the guest owns it before Yantif starts, and then it goes after the chum of the guest. Yud Someone had produce that he left in another city for safekeeping in someone's house, let's say. Now that city is people who, they're far enough that you cannot travel to that city from your city if you don't make an air of Tchumen. However, if he did make an air of Tchumen, you could travel from one city to the other. And so they made an, an Erev to come to his city. So they cannot bring his produce. His produce is like him. Even though it's in the in possession of the people who made the Erev, uh, but because essentially they're not considered to be responsible for it, they're just letting him use it in that location. So therefore, it, it just, he, just like he can't go to his produce because he didn't make an Erev, his produce cannot go to him. When do we say they can't bring it to him uh, excuse me. That goes after. It goes after the the the, uh, the 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 home of the original owner, even though it's being guarded by someone else in a different city. When there is a specific corner or location in their house that the produce is sitting while it's being watched, so it's like he acquired a, a little corner in the house to put his produce, and therefore it's in it's 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 in the property of the owner, so to speak, because now the owner owns or at least owns as a borrower a little corner in the house of this other person in the other city to keep, watch his produce therefore the produce is limited by the movement of the original owner if he did not designate a place for, specifically for it they, should, they have to watch it wherever they see fit then the produce is limited by the people who to whom are watching it because they are responsible for it if something happens to it Therefore, it follows their tchumen. So if they're allowed them, if they made their tchumen, and they can go from their city back to the owner's city, they can bring the produce with them. Yudalad.
a water pit that belongs to an individual. Yeah, you got a person who owns a uh, a pit full of water for drinking. Uh, and the water follows the movements of its owner. If it belongs to the city, it's public. Then it belongs to the people of the city. So now even though you live in the city, but the difference is very simple. If I'm the owner and I made an Erev Tchumen, then the water can be can move wherever I move, but it can't move wherever I cannot move. If it belongs to the city, then whoever takes a, draws of water from that well, it goes after any, every individual. They take the water wherever they're allowed to go, based on whether or not they made an Erev. The water which, which, which the wells which are made for the people who travel from Bavel to the Vesel Mikdash for the Shalash Regalim. So, belongs to everyone in the world. It's like the person who filled, who, who draws the water from it. Whoever fills the water from the, draws water from those pits can bring it to wherever he is allowed to go. So it's on a person-by-person basis. So it's not clear. The chayra, the uh, well, okay, so so the well in the city, obviously the tchum over there, is based on the individual who would draw the water. Um, so this is the same thing. Except the difference is that these are on the road leaving, leaving from Babel to Israel, and there's no city around, so the Tchum is very exact from the water well. Rivers which flow and uh, water springs that flow. Kragli called them, it's like, whoever, it's like, the, the, like the person, who every, every individual based on him, him to draw the water. So it's a person's specific basis in terms of the tchum. If you made an error, you can carry it this way. If I draw it, I made an error. If the other way, I can carry it the other way. If the water was flowing from outside the tchum into the tchum, so the river is a very long river. It flows from you know twenty miles upstream into the city. You can fill the water on Shabbos. You don't say, well, when Yontif started, so the water was twenty miles upstream. And that's where it started. So that's where it acquired a Shabbos place. Now it flowed 20 miles downstream. So now it's out of the Tchum. You can't use it. It's not true because the water was never in a state of rest. It's like it's if it's flying always. Therefore, it never acquired any, any it never, it never acquired any specific location on Shabbos. So wherever you pick it up and, and or draw the water with your cup, that's where its Tchum is. Test of Roya. A ox belongs to a, uh, like a shepherd, a shepherd of oxes. Kragli is here. So he's he's basically watching the uh, uh, the oxen for the people in the city. He's a professional shepherd. So the oxen are limited to the tchum of the members of that city. But the share of a person who is not just a, he doesn't want just watch and tend the and shepherd the oxen, but he actually specializes in fattening them for shechita. They should be good and fat. So then whoever buys an onyamtiv. Uh, wherever he's from, regardless of where he's from, that city, a different city, uh, the, the, the the ox is limited to his, uh, to hit the person who the purchaser is tchum. Uh, because the, the the owner's intention is to sell them to anybody, even those who are not in that city. Since it's being fattened, everyone knows about this professional fattener they come to buy. So unlike the regular oxen, which are raised by the local shepherd, who is who are limited in tchum by the people of that city, they, over here the kavanah is that the that the uh, the oxen will be purchased by people other people come on yontif in the morning to buy oxen 
um, for that day's Yom Tov meal to bring them to the neighboring city. And therefore, the Chalakavon is that they should be acquired uh, for the Tchum of those people, whoever's going to buy it. Similarly, if the owner shechts this specially fattened ox and he sells the meat on Yom Tov, so people come from all over to buy pieces of meat. In the previous case, one guy's coming to buy the ox. Here, a bunch of people coming to get together. One guy wants the head, one guy wants the feet. The front feet, the back feet. Every individual buys his part of the ox to bring it to whoever to bring it to whoever he uh, go back to his location, whichever direction he is. So this ox eventually is going to be different pieces are going to be in different directions. So from the one furthest piece, the other piece could be uh, as much as uh, seven thousand amas. Because that's the intention of the owner before Yamtiv. Some people other should come to, to buy the ox. So this ox is like the is like the uh, the uh, the pit of the people who are coming from Bavel, which even though there's so many of them, each one of them make, might go in two thousand amas different directions from this from the uh, the water pit on the way from Bavel to Israel. Because so therefore it's considered public. So that's over here. The ox is supposed to be considered public, and therefore every individual. It's you know it's not you don't go based on the person who owned the ox who wants to start it. You go based on whoever buys a piece on Yantif, it's as if he bought it before Yantif, because that was a Chachil Kavana. Test Zayin. Hagacheles, a coal. Kiragli Balev, Kiragli is like the person who owns it, not the person who borrows it. If I borrow your candle or your coal, I can only take it within your Tchum. Meshachavis, but the fire itself. Kiragli Mishayubi Adik, the person who has the fire. The Fichin, therefore. If I light a candle or a piece of wood from your fire, I can take it with me wherever I'm allowed to go. I don't have to limit myself based on your tchum, even though I got, I got my fire from your fire. Someone who borrows a keli for yomtiv, even though he didn't actually give it to him on it's like the, uh, he didn't actually make the acquisition the formal act of acquisition until Yom Tov started. But since we agreed to give it to me before the Yom Tif, so um, it's as if I already, as far as Tchum, the Chum, the Chum said it, as, as if I already had it. So it's like the, the, the movement limitations of the borrower, not the original owner. If I borrow from you on Yom Tif, even though we assumed I was going to come borrow from you, I always borrow from you on Yom Tif, Nevertheless, since we didn't talk about it, it goes limited by the movement of the owner, not the borrowing. Two people who borrow one person's clothing, a cloak, or any other item for that matter. One guy says he wants to borrow it for the morning. In the morning, in this show. The guy wants to borrow it from him in the evening because he's going to the other show where he has to wear a talus for a mirror. If he's the chazan, then this talus is limited by the feet of both of these borrowers. And their their movement of the talus is limited to only to a place which is which is which is within both of their tchum. Okay, for example, and I imagine if the owner was going to use it, maybe he, you know, if if the, each one was going to borrow for half a day, then it's just limited by both borrowers. But if the owner was going to use it as well, maybe that it's limited by all three. Kids, for example, if one of them uh, makes his air of uh, a thousand amas to the east of, of where the, the owner who you know who has the talus keeps the talus when Yantav starts. And the other one makes his air of 500 amas to the west. We had a similar case of Cheshabbos. 
When the first person takes the cloak, he can only move it to the east, 1500 Amas, from the location of the uh, the cloak. Which is the, the uh, limit of the person on the west. So, you'll say, what do you mean? I'm over here, why can I bring my... Um, why can't I bring the cloak 2,000 amas to the east from its original location? I made an Erev. The answer is that the other person made the Erev 500 amas to the west limits the, the, limits the extreme border of your Tchum 500 amas westward. So it's 500 amas less. So you can only bring it to the east 1,500 amas, not 2,000 amas. Um, and the second one takes uh, the Kaili. He only bring a thousand amas to the west of where the keli was when Yontif started. Which is the the extremity of the tchum of the person who made the area on the eastern um uh, on the eastern side to, to, uh, to go. So he'll ask, "What do you mean? Why can't I take a thousand amas to the west?" The answer is because two thousand amas further than you know, actually two thousand five hundred amas. I should be able to take it. Um, 2,000 amas passed where I made my Erev. The answer is no. Since the person who made the Erev for the morning usage of the Kitalis made his Erev 1,000 amas to the east of the Keli, that limits its Tchum on the western side to 1,000 amas on the other side. And therefore, he can only take it 500 amas more from where his Erev was, which is 1,000 amas to the west of its original location. Um, therefore, if one guy makes his Erev 2,000 amas from the cloak on the eastern side, Thinking that he can carry it now a total of four thousand amas, two thousand of its original trum, two thousand more of the area that he made. This guy made his area of two thousand amas to the west, thinking he can carry it four thousand amas to the western side, two thousand amas from its original location to his area of trum, and two thousand amas more past his area to the west. In that case, really is a that cannot move from its location because now it's it's any one one inch it goes in either direction is outside the trum of each person on the other side. Halacha chaf. Water or salt. She's using the term, you borrow water or water, because she's going to pay it back or something, or she's going to give her a piece of the challah that she's using for it. She borrows water or salt, and she uses it to knead, knead dough. I, actually, true, so here could be even if she gets to keep the water, it would be the same problem. Uh, she uses it, the water and the salt need to put into her, her dough of bread. Cook a dish with it. In that case, the, uh, the, 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 the item, the food or the bread may not move anywhere outside the tchum of either person. So it's limited to both their tchum. Since the ingredients belong to both women at the beginning of the antif, so therefore, um, the limits that were placed on this, on this dough or this food at the beginning of the antif are dependent, upon, are dependent on, on the limits of both of these women. Two people who buy an animal on Yontif and they as, as a partnership partnership. Um and they, excuse me, they buy the animal as a partnership. And then on Yontif they shecht it. They bought it before Yontif al-Khaira. Even though each one of them takes his part of the animal, like this guy takes the left side, takes the right side. Hey call a bus all the meat of the animal is limited to the movement of both people. In the case we had with the shepherd earlier, over there we said every person uh, gets to take the meat to his location. That was the case we had back in Halacha uh, test as well. Over there, the Chayra, because of the assumptions before Yom Tov, you're going to have in mind to sell it to so many people. So he said it's like the case of the water pit for the people who come from Babel to Israel. 
over here in the Chorah, they did discuss Shechting it before Yamtiv. Therefore, uh, it's not like each person is pre-designated part of the animal. Um, so, if I have to buy a barrel of wine in partnership, they say, you know what, let's divide the wine. That each individual takes his portion of wine and can move according to his own limitations, regardless regardless of the, of the other person. However, tchum and medivus seven. Since the concept of, of tchum, certainly the, the concept of tchum two thousand amos, perhaps tchum b'chamid on yontif is with rabbanon. Yesh bear behind. You can retroactive. You, you have bear, which is retroactive clarification. V'nachshav kilo chalak shigiel lazel hayabaralim uvdol b'chavos merav yontif. It's as if my half of the wine in the barrel was separated in a separate barrel for yontif. Kilo hayabaralim as if not not mixed together. Therefore, each one had own separate barrel of wine, even though it was physically mixed together, it was conceptually separate. That's retroactively clarif- clarified. Therefore, each one takes his barrel and can go which, or his half barrel and can go in whichever direction he wants based on his own tchum limitations. Again, it was it's as if it was divided before the started. The ain at the You cannot say this regarding an animal. Because the portion each one then gets. Even if you look and view it as if each person's portion of the animal is retroactively clar- uh, separated. When it was alive, each portion nurtured the other portion, right? The lungs need the heart to survive. The heart needs the lungs in each part of the animal. The blood goes everywhere in each part of the animal, nurtures life from the other part of the animal. All the limbs nurture and um, uh, derive nurture from each other. Each, every single limb is mixed with its own part and the part of its fellow. Therefore, every part of the animal is limited by the movements of both people. It cannot go outside the tchum of either person. It must be limited by the tchum of both of them. And therefore, if each of them made an air of tchum, for example, 2,000 amas, opposite directions, you can't move the animal at all, for example.